Welcome to Keto Queries, ladies and gentlemen. Here is your host, David Robinley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Keto Queries, episode six. Uh, sorry, I took the week off last week, um, so I, I have to apologize to all six of my listeners. Just joking. There's a few more than that, but um, not many. Anyway, I still like doing the podcast, and I'm going to keep doing it, even though I know all six of you had counted me out last week. You were like, oh, he, he missed a week, probably marked your calendars waiting for it, and it never came, and you, you thought I was done. Well, joke's on you. Here I am with another podcast. Big news this week in the keto or, or low-carb world, um, whatever you want to call it whatever kind of low-carb diet that you're doing, this should be big news to you. Um, In case you haven't heard, Mr. Gary Fetke. I hope I'm saying his name right. I always see it in print, but never really hear it spoken. Anyway, um, when I logged on to social media today, all I saw was I support Gary memes. They made that little picture of Gary uh, in the different colors. It looked like Obama's... You know what I'm talking about. Um, The Obama change picture with the red and the blues and all. Well, they did that for Gary Fetke and uh, it said, I support Gary. That is the hashtag. In case you don't know what this is all about, I would say go look it up, but I know you're not going to. So here I am. I'm going to let me read the statement here. It says, unbelievable. A-H-P-R-A which stands for Australian Health Practitioners Regulation Agency. I had to look that up. Um, They have dropped all charges against Gary and formally apologized in writing. Um, Apologized for what, you might ask? Well, here's what the statement says. Since 2011, Gary has been subjected to bullying and harassment and mobbing behavior from within the Tasmanian health system simply for raising issues of quality assurance and patient safety. Uh, He has spent four and a half years responding to vexatious notifications instigated by the Dietitians Association of Australia and has been subjected to intimidating star chamber investigations trying to clear his name. And finally, Gary is free to recommend people reduce sugar and process carbohydrates. He can now safely support patients and the community to achieve the health benefits of low-carb, healthy-fat principles without fear of regulation. So basically, he's, you know, against sugar and carbohydrates, which is what we... Uh, preach with the low-carb keto diets. Um, No matter which route you want to take, whether it be strict keto or uh, carnivore, whatever you want to do, as long as you're not eating uh, refined sugars and junk food, I think we're all at least somewhat on the same page with agreeing that that is wrong. So that's all this guy is trying to do is Uh, maybe suggest to his patients that you can prevent a lot of health issues from your diet and that there is no such thing as an essential carbohydrate. So why not cut out all of the 
nasty carbs that are causing insulin resistance. I'm sure that's, you know, his whole point. Okay, so it reads on here. Let's continue. It's, it's almost done, I promise. Thank you to everyone who has stood by us and offered support. An even bigger thank you to those who believed in Gary's message and took steps to uh, take back control of your health. We are so proud of you. All right. Well, that's nice. Oh, and not only did they let him off the hook, but they actually wrote him a public apology. Let's see if I can find a piece of that. Um, here it goes. This is from the AHPRA. Uh, the same organization I was talking about in Australia. I would like to take this opportunity to apologize for the errors that were made when dealing with this notification. We recognize that these errors are likely to have compounded any distress that you experience as a result of being the subject of this investigation. We appreciate your cooperation and engagement through the complaint management process and the reconsideration of the previous decision. Well, it took like almost five years to realize you made a mistake, okay, but at least uh, at least they did apologize. Here is another quote. It says, The board determined it is not sufficient to simply amend the previous decision. The board therefore repealed the previous decision in its entirety and proceeded to reconsider the notification afresh. This decision is an exercise of the board's power to correct errors in decision-making under Clause 23, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, moreover, no significant risks to public safety have been identified that require a regulatory response under the national law. In the case of each of the three issues considered, there is no evidence of any actual harm and nor does the board discern any particular risk to public health and safety moving forward? For these reasons, the board has decided to take no further regulatory action. Oh, well, isn't that nice of them? Isn't that nice that they uh, are going to let him recommend a healthy diet without sugar? Why can't all these doctors and health organizations agree on anything? You know, if anybody ever tells you, well, what do you know? Uh, you're, uh, you're not a doctor. You're not a scientist. I would trust this doctor before I trusted you. Well, you know, I've heard that before. But these doctors and scientists and health organizations can't agree on anything either. There's, uh, there's doctors who are vegan. There's some who, who are vegetarian. There's some who are keto. Uh, some that are carnivore. Um, low carb. Uh, it doesn't whatever they call themselves, they all have a different school of thought as far as what is uh, the optimum diet for. And I think they would all agree that one diet does not fit all, but um, there's definitely a lot of vegan propaganda out there from some doctors. And then there's other ones that would agree that meat is not bad or bad for you. And in fact, there's no uh, study at all that is you know, reliable, that is not epidemiological, uh, that says that meat is bad for you. Uh, the only ones that you can really point to are basically a survey, and uh, it's a, they're surveying people who are not on a keto or low-carb diet. So I don't think it really takes into account if they're eating carbs or smoking cigarettes or, or crack, for that matter. So... 
Um, and and even the uh, they were talking. This is the other one I want to talk about. The Joe Rogan podcast um, was really good. Uh, was it yesterday or, or the day before? They had a vegan doctor and a paleo doctor on there, and they were talking about. Um, it was basically somewhat of a debate on diet and vegan versus paleo. And paleo is fairly close to to keto. Um, they're not. They don't keep the carbs low enough to be in ketosis, which is, I think is the main difference. Like they'll probably eat fruit, potatoes, things like that. Um, so you don't get the benefits of ketosis, but it's still whole foods. I mean, it's not that far. Like uh, people that are on a paleo diet, I think their main guideline would be like, if it's made in a factory or processed, don't eat it. Like try to stick to whole foods. Um, So it's not that far from uh, a keto diet. And it can definitely work for a lot of people, um, especially if you're not overweight with insulin resistance. I think if, if that's the case, then you would probably get the most benefit from a ketogenic diet. But I'm sure if you're coming off of a junk food standard American diet, uh, eating McDonald's and stuff like that, then no matter what kind of diet you go on, you're going to lose some weight. If you're measuring success in weight loss, then yeah, you probably, you'll probably lose some weight from just not eating junk food all the time. Um, I'm sure if you went vegan, you'd probably lose some weight too, even though there's a lot of fat vegans out there. But it's after two or three months when you really can tell if the diet is working and optimal for you. Um, For me, the ketogenic diet was more than optimal. I mean, I've, I've never felt better. And the longer I stay on it, the better I feel, the more health problems reverse and um, I'm not even really thinking about weight loss anymore just because I feel good in so many other areas. So I'm not really measuring success in pounds, even though I am losing weight still slowly. I've never gained a pound on the ketogenic diet. I, I'm either the same weight every day or I lose a little bit. And um, I've kind of slowed down on my weight loss, which is normal. But um, the longer I stay on it, the more success, the more better I feel. And I don't think that other diets can say the same, especially, um, especially vegans. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of vegans, back to the Joe Rogan thing. Um, he had a vegan doctor on and a paleo doctor on, and they were basically arguing and Joe Rogan is, you know, he eats meat, he hunts and stuff. He eats wild game. Um, he's had some carnivore people on the show and those are always interesting podcasts. Um, and I think he secretly wants to be a carnivore, but (laughs) I don't think he's really, um, gone completely keto or carnivore or low carb yet, but I think he's dabbled in it. So he has an interest in it. And so I think, you know, to be fair, I think Joe Rogan was kind of taking the side of the paleo guy, but I mean, the paleo guy was right. 
<laughs> I mean, that's just that's how I see it anyway. Uh, both of these guys were experts in their fields. Let me just read who it was. I, I've never heard of either one of these guys, even though I'm sure they're big names and I'm just a dummy for not knowing. But there was Chris Cresser, MS. What does that stand for? Medical scientist? I don't know. Uh, he's from, I think he was from Berkeley or somewhere. One of those fancy schools. Uh, he's a globally recognized leader in the fields of ancestral health, paleonutrition, and functional and integrative medicine. So, I mean, he knows, he's an expert in how humans are designed to eat through the evolutionary process. Um, that's what paleo means for anyone who doesn't know. It's uh, humans in the paleolithic era. Um, the thing is, we didn't all eat the same thing because we didn't all live in the same uh, parts of the world. Um, I'm sure some people ate more plants than others, but I don't think there's any groups that did not prefer meat or or hunting. I mean, hunter-gatherer is a, is a term used commonly, but I think the hunting was more important than the gathering. And there's a lot of civilizations that only ate meat, especially during the Ice Age and in the Arctic. And those people were very, very healthy. So meat is definitely more important than vegetables if I had to pick one. Um, that's just my opinion. By the way, this podcast is not meant for individual diagnosis. I am not a scientist or a doctor diagnosing you. I'm, I'm just a guy on a podcast. I feel like I have to say that every once in a while. And here is Dr. Joel Kahn, who is the vegan doctor on the on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, he is one of the world's top cardiologists and believes that plant-based nutrition is the most powerful source of preventative medicine on the planet. So Chris Kresser is the paleo guy. Joel Kahn is the vegan guy. And they're basically debating on Joe Rogan, and it's very interesting. They kept mentioning hot dogs, like whenever they were trying to find some common ground <laughs> about whether or not meat is good for you, they kept going back to hot dogs. Like, uh, well, we can all agree hot dogs are bad. If you're eating hot dogs all day, every day, then of course that's, that's bad. Um, and I think they seem to agree that processed meat is not good for you. Although I do eat quite a bit of hot dogs, but they are, you know, the natural beef hot dogs and with without the nitrates. So I don't think they're too bad for you. But if you're, if you're, uh, to quote the great outdoors, um, if they are lips and assholes, then that's probably not the best, healthiest hot dogs. <laughs> anyway, I thought that uh, this episode, I always liked Joe Rogan's podcast, but this particular episode was really interesting. I didn't, um, sorry, I didn't listen to the whole thing yet, but I listened to like the first hour or so, and I'm, I'm about to go work out and listen to the rest of it. Um, but so far, it's really good, and I think everyone's being very professional and civil, um, and everybody had a good time, so it's not like arguing. If there's one thing I hate, it's like when they just argue and talk on top of each other the entire time, and you can't really understand what anybody's saying, uh, <laughs> and it doesn't change anyone's mind at the end of it. Um, I, I don't like those podcasts, but this was not one of them, at least on the part that I heard. 
I'm about to go listen to the rest of it. Maybe I can talk more about it next week. But um, if you want to go on YouTube and check out the Joe Rogan podcast, I think you'll like it. Let me know what you think about it. And if you if you see any good points or takeaways. But basically, I mean, these guys are both experts in their fields and they're both pointing to all kinds of studies that they claim to prove their point and that their way of doing things is the best way. But they talk about epidemiological studies a lot in this podcast, which is a big deal because basically all of the research that the vegan guy is pointing to is epidemiological, which is it's basically just a survey. They survey a group of people who say they have these habits and this lifestyle and they measure their health problems and when they die. And it depends on what kind of study it is. But I mean, smoking is a good example of an epidemiological study that worked, um, or at least it's a good indication that smoking is bad for you because they ask smokers, do you smoke? And if they say yes, and they look at when they die, and <laughs> obviously they're all getting cancer because they smoke. So that one is, is, is easy. You can, um, you can tell smoking is bad for you. But with diets, it's not that simple because uh, a diet is a very complicated thing. So um, almost all the studies for vegan people are against omnivores, not people on keto or paleo or any other low-carb diet. So it's like a survey of vegans, people who say they are vegans, uh, and people who say they are omnivores. And it doesn't really take into account whether they smoke or if they're overweight or if they are on drugs, or, I mean, it's there's really no proof of anything in these surveys, which is a shame because there's a lot of time and money tied up into these studies, but they definitely don't prove anything about a low-carb diet, although there are some studies, um, some observational studies that are legit about low-carb um, and paleo and keto um, lifestyles. There just aren't that many. But my point is, um, Chris Kresser, the paleo guy in the podcast, he's pointing to these observational studies. And the other guy, the vegan guy, is pointing to these epidemiological studies. I'll just let you watch it and make your own conclusion. Let me know what you think about that episode of the Joe Rogan podcast. But um, Chris Kresser has made uh, a website well, a page on his website for the uh, Joe Rogan podcast, like all the stuff that they discuss and like just going into further detail. It's chriscresser.com slash Rogan. And that'll pull up like links of all these studies that they were talking about. Um, and, you know, on a podcast, you can't really well, you don't have time to really discuss everything in great detail. Well, on this podcast, you do. I just, I'm not really smart enough to do it. There is time here, just not really the brain power. Anyway, I'm on his website now, and there's links to all these studies, chriscresser.com 
slash Rogan. So if you find the podcast interesting, I think you would might want to check out uh, his website and take a look at some of these links because like while you're listening to the podcast, you're like, oh, yeah, I should look into that. And lo and behold. And a, a lot of the first part of the podcast is about the saturated fats and why they're bad and why there are so many health organizations and doctors that still recommend a, a low saturated fat diet, even though it's been proven that saturated fats are not bad. But that all started in the 50s and 60s with um, Ansel Keys and some other scientists who were funded um, by the food industry, not the meat industry, obviously, but the ones that are selling sugar foods, <laughs> sugar and carbs. Uh, they funded all these studies that were sp supposed to prove that saturated fats are bad because heart disease was a big deal back then. Um, I guess it never occurred to them that it could have been the fact that most people smoke cigarettes and uh, sugar was a big deal all of a sudden. Everybody's eating uh, ice cream at, at the ice cream parlors and smoking cigarettes and drinking Coca-Cola. Uh, the first time in human history that any of that was available and consumed by the masses but and then all of a sudden people were dropping like flies uh with heart disease and instead of blaming this radical new diet of sugar and cigarettes um they they somehow found through a flawed study that saturated fats were the problem um even though saturated fats occur naturally in foods um, and meats, uh, things that humans have eaten since the dawn of man, and all of a sudden that's the bad thing that's causing heart disease. And um, somehow that stuff got published and it got adopted by all these national guidelines and health organizations, and it's still recommended by a lot of doctors today. Um, that's why... When I opened the podcast, I was talking about Gary Fetke and how he got in trouble. Well, you know, that's he's just been exonerated, but um, that's why he got in trouble, because he's going against the grain, against these past 50, 60, 70 years of lies that we've been told about uh, saturated fats being the bad guy. So that's what this podcast is all about. And the vegan guy on the Joe Rogan podcast that I'm talking about, the vegan guy, he's the one who's he's he's got the facts right about the studies and the time frame and all that stuff. The only problem is I think he is saying that those studies were correct and they're not. They're obviously not. And there's a lot of evidence to say now that saturated fats are not the the problem. But it's um now, he's not saying to go eat sugar either, um, so I don't want to give that impression of him. But um, anyway, I think he's wrong, and I don't, need, I don't need to be able to memorize studies, even though that website I just told you about has all the links to a bunch of studies. If you really want to 
dig through them all, but I don't need a study to tell me that I personally on a low carb diet have reversed all of my health problems. And I just had the best doctor's checkup I've ever had. And my doctor says, keep doing what you're doing. And I told him about how I'm on the keto diet. And he, he says, I'm doing good. Keep doing it. And, um, stay away from all the sugars and refined carbohydrates. And he had been telling me that. And, uh, but you know, what's funny on the bottom of my lab report in fine print, they have these little tips and stuff for health. And it says, um, recommended for obesity, a low carbohydrate, no, a, a low, low saturated fat diet is the best to um, com- combat obesity or something like that. Um, so even though my doctor is telling me to my face that, you know, stay away from the sugars and carbs and that I'm doing a really good job with my diet, um, the fine print, whatever organization the hosp- is running the hospital <laughs> is still recommending low saturated fats. Um, but I think everyone's coming around um, slowly but surely. Uh, the the low carb diets are. There's more and more studies coming out. The truth is coming out, and I think a lot of people are saying that like a, a keto diet is a fad diet, and that they can't wait till it passes and all this stuff. But I don't think so. I think ten or twenty years from now. Um, there's going to be a lot more information out there about low carb diets and a lot more studies that are observational, not epidemiological. And, um, the tide is turning in other words. So, and there's so much propaganda out there, um, to discredit the ketogenic diet. I even saw one in somebody posted one on, uh, Facebook the other day. One of my, friends. Uh, and it was from Business Insider. They posted an article about the keto diet and how it's bad for you. And they, they, they linked these studies in, in the article that didn't even study people on keto. <laughs> I think it, it measured like people who were on a regular diet versus people who were getting like 30 or 40 cent, 30 or 40% um, of their calories from carbohydrates, which is not remotely keto. So it was like a slightly low carb diet versus a regular diet. And I don't know what kind of, it, it was not an observational study by any means. It was not legit at all, but it wasn't even about keto or low carb diets. And they lumped them in with a bunch of other diets, like the whole 30 cleanse and stuff like that. And I mean, I don't think there's any actual observational studies that say anything bad about the ketogenic diet. But the more it gains popularity, the more people get scared and they they publish these bull poop articles. So I don't know. Just be careful. If you ever see anything bad about the ketogenic diet, ask me. Um, and I'll tell you if it's true or not. Now, I'm not saying it's the best diet for everybody. There, I'm, I never claim there's a one-size-fits-all diet for everybody. But, I mean, so many people have changed their lives on keto, and myself included. 
not only losing weight, but just reversing so many health problems and feeling better. There's really no downside to it, is, except for the fact that you can't eat donuts. Um, <laughs> so, but you don't really crave donuts if you're doing it right. I mean, you, I guess you can torture yourself with keto desserts uh, and keep the carbs as high as possible, like that range 20 to 50 net carbs. Uh, the closer you are to 50 net carbs, the less results you're going to see and the more cravings that you're going to have. And that's just a fact. But, I mean, it's better than eating donuts and spaghetti all day. Um, so if, if a little bit of comfort food is what you need, I, I'm all for it. Plus, it makes good viewing material on cooking with me. Oh, I'm about to... Um, post some more cooking with me videos too. Uh, I bought an air fryer. I don't know if you know what that is, but it, it doesn't fry air. I've tried. Um, there's, there's really no temperature that you can set it to that would try, that would fry air, but it does fry food. And it's not really fried. I wouldn't say fried. There's no oil involved at all. It's basically like a microwave, but it's not a microwave, but you put food in there and it, I guess it blows hot air on it until it's cooked. <laughs> it's not, it's not a pressure cooker. It's not an Instapot. It's not a microwave, but it's like, it's something like all those things. Uh, and it, it just, uh, yeah, I've cooked pork chops. I've cooked hot wings. I've cooked steaks. Um, I think most people use it to heat up egg rolls or something like that, but I, I, I use it to actually cook things and it works. Um, I'm not going to say the steak is better than a barbecue pit, but it's pretty good. It at least, at least cooks like you, you put it on there for like seven minutes per side and take it out and you have a fully cooked steak with no mess. You just rinse out the, the basket. And it's, um, if you put it on the, the rack, it, is, it gives it like a little crispy texture on the outside, especially with um, hot wings or a, a pork chop or something like that. If you want it even more crispy, you can rub olive oil or some kind of oil on top, on, on the surface. Um, I did that with the hot wings. I just put like salt and pepper and maybe one or two tablespoons of olive oil and mixed it up on the hot wings. And uh, it, they, were, they were crispy. They, they were very similar to a hot wing place, like Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that. And I've never been able to cook hot wings at my house. Uh, that's always been a challenge. Because <laughs> if I try to do it in the oven, I just can't do it. I've, like, I've looked up recipes, and I guess I don't have the right type of rack needed or something like that. Maybe some people cook it on an elevated rack and anyway the the air fryer is at costco now for uh, 50 dollars. if you have a costco membership i'd go pick one up I, i've been cooking with it non-stop and i think the next few videos are going to be in the air fryer might have to do an air fryer series anywho there's more stuff that I want to talk about, but I think I'm going to save it for next week. If you have any keto questions, uh, send them to me. Email, 
Facebook, Instagram. Just look up the kit method, which is my keto program. You can join it for $10. This has been Keto Queries, podcasting with me. I've been me, and I hope that you've been you. Till next time. Podcast with me.